Hello, I'm Maddie Savage. This is The Stockholmer. And wherever you're listening from, welcome to Sweden. The Stockholmer. The night that I met my now wife, she said to me, would you ever consider moving to Sweden? I said yes, of course, because I was just trying to have sex with her that night. Greg Poehler did quit his job as a New York lawyer and moved to Stockholm and ended up writing his very own sitcom about an American living in Sweden, co-produced with his sister Amy Poehler. The Stockholmer caught up with him to talk Nordic skiing, threesomes and having the longest commute in Hollywood. You are listening to The Stockholmer. Greg, thanks very much for joining us on The Stockholmer. We're in a bit of a, a theatre-y acting thespy kind of place in Stockholm. It's an outdoor theatre in a park that locals call Rawlis. Rålamshuvsparken, I believe. Jättebra! Yeah, Very you. good Swedish Very good. and pronunciation. Well, that was great. Any Which I believe t- means raw lamb <laughs> hoovesparken. Bit of a strange name. <laughs> well, if no I need idea. any more Swedish help, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll ask you during the show. <laughs> Let's start by talking about Stockholm. This has been your home for around 10 years now. Yes. How would you describe it for someone that's never been here before? For me, it's uh, it's been remarkably kind of a place of, of opportunity. An oasis away from the rest of the world. <laughs> it feels very much like that to me. It feels like the America of 30 or 40 years ago, in the sense that there's still a real um, focus on family life over work life I think as an American every time I meet another American their first question is what do you do you know for a living and for Swedes it's generally what are you doing this summer (laughs) Um, so it's nice especially because I have three kids now so it's it's the aspect of socialism that's really working for me while I'm here do you feel like a Stockholmer and how long did that take I'm getting there I don't I don't think I feel completely uh, integrated as of yet. I've been here 10 years, so uh, I guess it takes 12. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Some pretty impressive Swedish pronunciation going. Are you fluent yet? I speak Swedish at about a level of like a nine-year-old because my my two sons are eight and ten and and I I fall somewhere in between the middle of them. So I have a very childish (laughs) form of Swedish that maybe doesn't translate that well into the adult world. But it is hard to learn Swedish here because everyone speaks such amazing English. So there's a lot of people in your situation that would be way, way behind, I'd say. There are people, especially in my wife's family, that would disagree with you on that on that, on that count. OK, we'll leave the domestic politics for now. <laughs> but that brings us nicely on to uh, looking back at your most famous show here in Sweden, Welcome to Sweden. You wrote it. It's about a guy called Bruce who moved from America to Sweden, just like you did. What can you tell us about your absolute favourite moment from the show that really encapsulates what living in Sweden is all about? Hmm, that's a good question. I think the, the episode I wrote um, where the parents came to visit, my parents were played by Patrick Duff, Duffy and Ileana Douglas, and that was very much um, drawn from my own life when my, my parents first came. And I, I think you see culture clash um, at its most obvious, most apparent, most vivid when it comes to vocabulary or, or, or you know, word usage that uh, we tried to play with. Every episode we tried to find one thing that, that is um, perhaps interesting or unique for outsiders that maybe Swedes don't see themselves. Um, one of which was the walking sticks. I don't know if you've 
you've noticed Nordic walking <laughs> yeah so people are heading out for a, a Sunday stroll be there snow rain or shine with these Nordic walking sticks yeah and uh, the first time not I even just for hills for no on the flat. yeah just on flat ground <laughs> for some reason uh, they, they need sticks to walk and um, that was fun because when I brought that up in, t- in the writers room this Swedish writers had no idea what I was talking about they didn't even they didn't quite even see that and yet almost every immigrant or, or, or a non-Swede that I've met that have lived here that's one of the first things they comment on why, why, why do people have sticks while they're walking we've actually got a really Swedish thing going on while we're recording this podcast I don't know if anyone can hear in the background there's some screaming and cheering and it's Swedish high school students are going around the city on trucks they've just graduated and they're wearing these kind of nautical caps so that's a very Swedish moment that's just come yeah. across our podcast without us even trying uh, to, to find that. I guess that wasn't in, in the series, but maybe if the kids no. grew up and yes. we were on Welcome yeah. to Sweden ep- Series yes. 10. Yeah, 20. 20. Right. Then, then maybe, <laughs> maybe they'd be that in it. It just seems, feels very unsafe to me. I want that for the record. Every time I see one of those, I guess I'm too much of a parent, but I'm thinking uh, that's just an accident waiting to happen. Mm. But, it, but it seems fun. I, I'm anxious to see if my kids make it that far. Um, as you say, your series really struck a chord with a lot of foreigners that are living in Sweden. A lot of our listeners are, are, are fans of the show, but it didn't get continued after two seasons. The ratings dipped in, in the US. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, that's awful. I mean, it's one of the worst things that can happen, um, especially when you make a show. It's one thing if you're just acting in it, but if you're, you know, for a couple of years, that was really my life in terms of my professional life, and I was constantly thinking about the show and 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 uh, even when we weren't shooting or writing I was thinking up potential storylines and it really when it comes to an abrupt end like that it's 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 like a it's like a small death in your family at least in your professional family if it were just up to the Swedish channel we, we would have continued um, if we'd gotten the money again from the US so but, um, you know, I've, I've moved on. i got a new show now, so that, that's mo- mostly what I'm thinking of these days. We'll talk about that in a moment. I want to just ask you, though, how you came back from it all personally. I mean, this show is, is supposed to be about inspiration and innovation in Stockholm, and there'll be a lot of people hitting stumbling blocks with their own careers, with their own businesses, and wanting to know how do you come back and get back up there again. Well, for me, I was just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to especially you know at 40 years old in the middle of my life to be able to switch careers and and have this dream job where I when I was able to write and act and star in my own show it was and produce it it was it was a dream come true that I never even dreamt you know when it ended it wasn't so crushing in that sense because it was just this fairy tale from from the beginning Let's talk about your new show then, You, Me, Her. So you went from being one of the first shows in the US with subtitles to be a hit to one of the first or the first show in the US about a three-way relationship. Yes. So it's aired in the US but not here in Europe. So a lot of people will be hearing about it for the first time. Fill us in. Yes. Uh, I just got news today that I think it will be airing throughout Europe um, in some form. So hopefully by the time this airs that will be true. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just a lowly actor this time around, so I don't know anything about the actual <laughs> sales of the show, nor do I want to know. Um, yeah, You, Me, Her is a show that we made for DirecTV in the U.S., which is about a married couple that brings in a third woman into their relationship. So it's kind of this 
really a romantic comedy that involves three people. And the show really delves into whether or not these three-person relationships are possible or feasible. You know, if you have three consenting adults, why can't that work is really where the the show starts and ends in many ways. What reception has it had from people in the polyamorous community or or other people that are living that kind of life? Yeah, I I mean, that's been the most interesting aspect of the show thus far for me is I, I had no real insight into the polyamory community or that it even existed so did you, you didn't have to chat to them or try it out before the <laughs> no, no I didn't I did no research whatsoever in that in that vein but um, for the most part it's been extremely positive from that group we, we've they came to a couple of our screenings in in Austin and in New York and I spoke to a lot of people in that in that community in that world and um, I think they're just happy to have a portrayal of it on TV um, and obviously they might have minor quibbles with what we're doing but I think you know, like any relationship, every polyamorous relationship is different. So it's it's hard to to try to be you know be a representative for the community in some way. We're just telling this story about these three unique individuals, and 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 and, and they don't even know themselves really what what it is. At least in season one. And season two is on the way. Season two and three, I believe, are on the way. We got a few questions now from some of the Stockholmers loyal fans. Oh, great. <laughs> Kelly from the UK. She lives yes. in Stockholm. She's got a family here now as well. She wants to know what was the tipping point that made you decide to leave the US for Sweden? Actually the, the night that I met my now wife, the first night she said to me, "Would you ever consider moving to Sweden?" She was up from from day one. <laughs> she yeah, she wanted to get that out of the way. And um, I said yes, of course, because I was just, you know, trying to have sex with her that night. And then I had to go back and look up Sweden, <laughs> like statistics. <laughs> so I was ready for the second date with all sorts of Swedish knowledge. Um, so we always knew it was part of our relationship was that we were going to move here, at least for, for a time. And um, we lived together in New York for about four years prior to our son being born. So that was the tipping point. When he was born, New York City is very unkid friendly, even just physically when you're trying to push the stroller around this uneven sidewalks and things like that and nobody getting getting out of your way so that was definitely the uh, tipping point about when we knew we were it was Sweden time okay David from West Sweden he says what are the myths about Swedes that foreigners think about them that are actually not true Swedes have a reputation for being a little cold and that is probably true in terms of um, it's harder to get beneath the surface when, when you first meet someone. But once you do crack that surface, <laughs> I think you end up having friendships that maybe are a little deeper than the ones you have in other countries, or at least that I'm, I'm used to. Rebecca, a Swede who listens to this podcast from London, she wants to know, you've got a very famous sister, Amy Poehler. Do you feel like you're living in her shadow when it comes to the showbiz world? I think I would have if I if I had started in the industry or it had always been kind of my lifelong dream if she had risen to such prominence while I was toiling away in minor roles. But I had a whole other life. I mean, I was, you know, a lawyer in, in New York and, and then here in Sweden. And so I had taken a totally different path and 
the fact that I was able to kind of switch careers midway through my life is has just brought me such you know personal satisfaction and uh, I'm never comparing it to what what she has I, I mean I, that would be a losing <laughs> battle <laughs> it's definitely not a contest between us but you know if it is I I wouldn't count me out a hundred percent yet though I think I might have some some serious uh, acting chops in me. You've got more last. than 20 years until you can collect your Swedish pension, so you've got to do yeah, some work. Exactly. I think, I'm thinking like when, I, you know, between, when I'm like between 70 and 90, I think I might be one of those you know, guys <laughs> that really start landing old man roles. <laughs> Late bloomer. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of like dead body roles on like CSI. Oh, that, okay. that might be you know, my specialty. Uh, final question, uh, Emma, who's from Australia, she wants to know what is the hardest thing about living in Sweden? No matter how long you're here, no matter how much you try to assimilate, you're, you're always going to have some part of you that feels like the outsider. You'll be sitting at a dinner table with eight other Swedes and, and the Swedish will be flying across the table and, and you'll have a moment where you're thinking to yourself, like, how the hell did I end up here? <laughs> what, what happened to, to land me in this spot? Um, but... That's part of the deal. I mean, it's it's part of the of the wonder of being an immigrant living in in your non-native homeland. Do you sure. think you'll ever go back to the states? I have a lot of projects now. I'm writing a, a TV show and and a couple of movies, and you know that might uh, force me t- to move back there, especially LA. But it's certainly not my plan. I'm, I'm, my plan is to continue to be the longest commuter to Hollywood, <laughs> um, and. For me, at least at this point, when I talk to my agents there in LA, that's kind of my thing. Um, you know, I'm, that's making me stand out and be unique a bit, as I'm the Swedish guy um, in Hollywood. So, uh, as soon as I move there, I feel like I, I, I lose that and I become just another of the millions <laughs> trying to make it. So, interesting that you described yourself as Swedish. Well, I am Swedish. I have a passport to back that up. Um, I'm Swedish when I need to be. <laughs> when it's helpful in my either uh, professional or social life I can I'll, I'll play the Swedish card you've been listening to the Stockholmer an independent production by Maddie Savage with support for this season's episodes by capital and my news desk special thanks to our communications team hype United Benoit derriere for sound assistance Simeon ghost for sharing their music and Richard Stevens for designing our logo Thank you.